Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. I wish all you men who fish and hunt and play golf could read my mail. You'd find quite often letters like this one just recently arrived. I've been fishing quite a bit, this wise man writes, and I've noticed that water cracks and warps the rods. I've tried Johnson's wax on them, and I've had straight, smooth, reliable rods ever since. The wax preserves and polishes them to perfection. You'd find every now and then a letter from a hunter, too, who had discovered how to protect his guns and his leather boots, too, with Johnson's wax. Golf bags and all leather bags are naturals for wax protection. Just try this for one season. Whenever you put away your fishing rods, guns, golf things, and when you first bring them out, give them a good coat of either the paste or liquid Johnson's Wax. You'll find they'll last longer, stay in better condition, be more fun to use. This goes for other equipment, too. Tennis rackets, baseball gloves and bats, bowling shoes, leather boots, and jackets. There's a power that watches over married men. It finds business out of town for them on moving days. It arranges business dinners downtown when the menu doesn't look so hot at home. And it lays them low with mysterious illnesses when there's house cleaning to be done. Like at 79 Wistful Vista, the home of Fibber McGee and Molly. Be careful moving that piano, Molly. I think that's how I hurt my side. Oh. Why, you hadn't laid a hand on the piano when you started to complain. I hadn't. I hadn't? <laughs> well, I must have twisted a ligament or something when I reached for it. Oh, I think I got a busted rib. Here, let Mother slip another pillow behind you. Easy now. Oh, be careful now. No kidding, Molly. I think it's a rib. I think it is, too. <laughs> 
side did you say it was? Left side. I thought a minute ago it was the right side. Well, it is my right side, but it's on the left as you face me. Oh. Oh. Well, now, you better lie still on the Davenport while I call Dr. Gamble. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why not? If you're too sick to help with the house cleaning, you're sick enough to have the doctor. Well, my gosh. That's silly osteopath. <laughs> You'll slap a five-buck charge on my account before he hangs up the receiver. Oh, doggone it, this would have to happen the night I was going to go bowling with Wilcox. You'll do no bowling tonight, my love. Now lie still while I call the doctor. Okay, tell the big sleeping pill for me that... Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Alice. Come in, dear. I was just going... Hello, Alice. Oh, oh, excuse me, Mr. McGee. I didn't know you were taking a nap in here. I thought that snoring was the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> that snoring was the vacuum cleaner, Alice. And Mr. McGee is lying down because he thinks he has a broken rib. Oh. I'm sure I have, Alice. Got all the Simpsons. <laughs> the word is symptoms, dearie, with the emphasis on the first syllable. <laughs> well, I won't bother you anymore. I just wanted to know if there were any phone calls for me. There was a lot of calls from the telegraph company, Alice. Hand me that list, Molly. All right. Thanks. Let's see. You got telegrams from Larry Walters... Dick Bellamy, Bob Stephen, Norm Siegel, Ben Gross, Matt Weinstock, and Bill Moyes. Heavenly days, Alice. Who are all those boys? Oh, well, those are radio critics, Mrs. McGee. Hmm. I was on a radio program at the airplane plant last night and asked them to listen to me sing and, and let me know if they thought I had any possibilities. What did they say, Mr. McGee? They said, no. <laughs> Why, that Mr. Walters gave you a longer message than that, McGee? Huh? Oh, oh yes, he said positively no. <laughs> oh, well, do you think I should pay any attention to them, Mr. McGee? I wouldn't, Alice. The critics all panned my cousin when he started to sing on the air, too. And look at him now. What's he doing? He's the assistant manager of one of the biggest laundries in Kalamazoo. <laughs> I didn't know you could sing, Alice. Let's hear something. All right. <clears throat> all or nothing. Oh. oh. Oh, he feels too bad to listen to anybody sing, Mrs. McGee. I feel terrible. <laughs> oh. What, is it a kind of a sharp stabbing pain in your side, right over your vest pocket, Mr. McGee? Yes, it is, Alice. Well, uh, does it hurt most when you bend forward? Yes. Does it give you a kind of a cold, drippy feeling? Yes. Then I'll bet I know what it is. You forgot to put the cap on your fountain pen and it's jabbing you. <laughs> He hasn't got his coat or vest on, Alice, and he rarely clips his fountain pen to his bare skin. Well, I just was thinking there's usually some simple explanation for things like that. Like the time my brother thought his leg was broken after he went skiing. And what was the simple explanation of that, Alice? His leg was broken. Well, <laughs> take care of yourself, Mr. McGee. going to call the doctor, McGee. It's silly to take chances when there's something wrong with your bones, as the man said when he pulled out of the crap game. Well, you tell him for me uh, that I... Hello, operator. Give me Wistful Vista 15067 days. Is that you, Myrtle? Oh, for the... Well, ask her how's every little thing, Molly. How's every little thing, Myrtle? Now you say, it is, eh? It is, eh? That's right. Yes, Myrtle. They are getting awfully hard to get. And you have to go so easy on them when you do get them. What, Myrtle? Well, have you tried rolling them? No, they won't come loose if you roll them real tightly. Listen to you. You never rolled a cigarette in your life. Quiet, dearie. We're talking about nylon. <laughs> What's he, Myrtle? Oh, thank you. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Uh, this is Molly McGee. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, fine, thank you. I'm calling about Fibber. No. Yes. Yes, he thinks he has a broken rib. I'll put the transmitter in front of my face and let him hear me groan. Quiet, dearie. What, doctor? I'll ask him. Does it hurt when you breathe, McGee? Yes, it does. Hello, doctor. He says yes, it does. But, doctor, I can't tell him to do that. To do what? Stop breathing. <laughs> Why, that What, lo- doctor? Yes. Yes. Right next door to your office, huh? Yes. All right, doctor. Thank you. Goodbye. What'd he say? We've got to go downtown and get some x-rays taken. X-rays? Okay, but didn't he say what the treatment was in the meantime? Yes, he said be sure and maintain a definite constriction of your obese oral cavity. Hmm. Constriction? That means shut. Obese is fat. Oral cavity? That's mouth. Keep my big fat mouth. Why? and the orchestra and it had to be you. place, McGee. The Peak Skill Laboratories. Nobody peaks with our skill. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting plates they got in the window there. That one in the middle of the enlarged heart. That'd make a swell valentine. <laughs> or is that a heart? Nobody can read x-ray plates but an expert, dearie. Hmm. The experts have seen to that. How does your side feel now? Oh, it's better. In fact, I don't think I need to have any x-ray plates. Oh, now, yes, you do. Dr. Gamble said so. Come on now. Oh, okay. Uh, how do you do? Did you wish to arrange for a line? For a what? For a line. With photographers, you arrange for a sitting, but with x-rays, it's more horizontal. This is my rib, sis. How do you do, madam? He meant it's his rib that's bothering him, nurse. He wants a picture of it. Yeah, I'm Mr. and Mrs. Fibber McGee, sis. I mean, uh, we're Mr. Did Doc Gamble arrange for an appointment? Oh, uh, oh, yes, he did. If you'll just step into the next room and disrobe. And what? Take off your clothes, dearie. Disrobe is a term the doctors have been using since the early Romans. 
They don't realize men don't wear robes anymore. Uh, just put on the white gown you'll find in there, sir. Okay. Uh, this is Mr. and Mrs. McGee, Doctor. Uh, Dr. Gamble arranged for his appointment. He wants pictures of Mr. McGee's anterior rantholomin in conjunction with the superior lobo tetramol on the hydroiasis. Uh, three views, frontal, sidal, and backal. <laughs> Ready, Doctor? Sony. I beg your pardon? I said Sony. C-E-R-T-A-I-N-L-Y. Sony. <laughs> now, Sin, if you could climb up my table... If what now? I says, if you will please to climb up on the table. He wants you to climb up on the table, McGee. Sonny, what do I need around here? An interpreter? <laughs> How do you want me to lie on the table, Doc? With your hip up in the air. I'm sorry, Doctor. I didn't get that. Yeah, me either. I says, with your hip up near. The doctor says, with your hip up in the air. <laughs> well, now, what's the matter? Don't I articulate the sink? <laughs> okay, now. Up you go, buddy. It's it. Where'd you take your degree, Doc? Madison Square Garden? <laughs> Dr. Benowitz bears the degree of Doctor of Pathological X-rayology. Sonny, Dr. Benowitz. D-O-P-E. He invented it, you know. He invented the x-ray? No, the degrees. <laughs> Ready for the first play, Doctor? Yes. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Now, when I say tree, you'll have to hold your breath. <laughs> I'll have to what? Hold your breath. Oh. One, <laughs> two, and a tree. <laughs> Come a long way since silent pictures, haven't we? You may breathe now, sir. Oh, thanks. It's <laughs> very kind of you. All right, plate number two, nice. Ready, buddy? Hold your brick. <laughs> How many more pictures are you going to take, Doc? This nightgown I got on was made out of a low-grade emery paper. <laughs> Just one more and you can get dressed. What was that again, Doctor? I says one more and you can get dressed. The doctor says one more and he can get dressed. Oh, thanks. I was trying to read his lips. <laughs> With that beard he wears, it was like watching a cat crossing a wheat field. Uh, okay, buddy. Slash picture. Hold your brick. Okay, buddy. You can get dressed. How do you want to bill me for this? Through Doc Gamble? Might swell. If it does, I'll put some adhesive on it, huh? <laughs> no, madam. He said he might as well. Oh, that. No. Oh. Well, much obliged, Doc. That's uh, okay. Pleased to admit you. Come in anytime you feel run down, like by a taxi cab or something. <laughs> This 
disturb you, dearie, if I go on with my vacuuming? No, go ahead. I'll just lie here till Doc Gamble comes with the x-rays. How does it feel now? Oh, I don't know. I took an awful pushing around on that streetcar coming home. Well, now, you just take it easy, yeah. dearie. I'll hurry up and clean in here so you won't be disturbed watching somebody work. Yeah. Hello, folks. Well, cleaning house, Molly? Yes, I am, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Harlow. Well, what's the matter with you, pal? You got the fly? The what, Mr. Wilcox? The fly. Present tense of flu. <laughs> you know, fly, flu, flown. Scrim. What was that? That's the present tense of scram. Scram, scram, scram. Beat it. I'm sick. <laughs> now, McGee, don't be rude. Oh, that's okay, Molly. I just dropped in to see if he was going bowling with me tonight. I can't make it, Junior. Worst thing I could do. I got a busted rib, I think. No kidding. A broken rib. Are you sure? Well, we're not sure yet, Mr. Wilcox. Dr. Gamble is bringing the x-rays over in a few minutes. Gee, this is tough. The night of the big bowling tournament, too. Women's team against the men. How on earth do women get time to bowl these days? Oh! What's the matter, pal? Your rib hurt? No, but Molly's question did. <laughs> you know better than ask Wilcox how women find time for things, Molly. Well, my goodness. It's a I... very good question. You've got a very good answer. Yes. Because every woman who uses Johnson's self-polishing glow coat saves so much time and work in her housekeeping that she'd have time to take up six-day bike racing if she wanted to. I got a TL for you, Waxy. What is it, McGee? I heard somebody say that Harlow Wilcox was always on the level. Well, gee... Thanks, pal. Yeah, they said you always had your feet on the ground and your mind on the linoleum. <laughs> hmm. Well, anyway, that's the one reason why women have so much spare time. They just pour out little Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, spread it around the linoleum, wait 20 minutes or less for it to dry to a handsome, glittering finish, and zingle off to the bowling alley. I'd like to listen to him broadcast the tournament, Junior, but my radio's on the bum. Been trying to buy a new one all week. You have? Mm -hmm. Well, now, if that isn't a coincidence. What's a coincidence? Why, you're on the market for a radio, and Johnson's are on the radio for a market. <laughs> I'll wire them right away. So long, kid. Goodbye. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. oh, Mr. Wilcox is so intelligent, isn't he? Oh, sure. Smart from the day he was born. Dry behind the ears in 20 minutes or less. <laughs> well, I better get on with my cleaning. I wish you were well enough to help me roll up the rug. Oh, oh, my side. Oh, my. Oh, you poor lad. Can I get you something? Yes, please. What, dearie? Water? Aspirin? Spirits of ammonia? A cigar. Oh. Here you are. And here's a match. Strike it for me, will you? Why, certainly. Do you want Mother to take the first few puffs and get it going for you? <laughs> You mustn't tax your strength, you know. Not that you're, you'd be very high in the bracket. I'll be all right. Don't worry about me. You go ahead and vacuum the... This must be the doctor. Come in. Hello, my dear. And where is little Bosco, the bedridden bundle of baloney? <laughs> I'm right here, you big belly thumper. <laughs> and be a little more respectful to your patients. Who pays your bills? About one in 20 at a rough estimate. <laughs> Did you get the x-rays, Doctor? Yes, I did. I just met the messenger outside. I'd have been here sooner, but I stopped a minute to talk to Mrs. Wimple. Not Mrs. Wallace Wimple! Uh, not Mrs. Wallace Wimple. Not Sweetie Face. Yes, and she said Wallace would be home on leave next week. Oh, my, my. It'll be nice to see Mr. Wimple again. Yeah, imagine that guy in the Navy. He's probably the crew of the captain's gag. That's gig. With Wimple, it'd be a gag. <laughs> now, never mind the wit and humor, boys. Let's look at those x-rays. Oh, here they are, Molly. 
Let me see. How do they look, Doc? Mmm. Mm. Doctor, please. Is it anything serious? Mmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what is it, Doc? What is it? If you didn't photograph any better than this in Heavenly Days, McGee, RKO, drop your option like a red-hot anvil. <laughs> Doctor, has he really got a broken leg? Let me see, Doc. Let me see. What Lie down there, you little bean brain. You're a very sick man. He, he is? I, I am. Well, look at this picture, Molly. Now, look. You see this light line in the mid-axillary area here? And here? Two broken ribs. Two of them? Oh. And see this here? Displaced cervical vertebrae. Oh. You see this line here? Fracture the humerus. Heavenly day. <laughs> am, am I going to live, Doc? Oh, you'll live all right, but you won't be very happy for a while. The way you'll be strapped up, nobody can open you till Christmas. <laughs> now, don't move, you hear me? Lie still. I'll run over to Kramer's drugstore and get some tape and some slint. Keep him quiet, Molly. Oh, you poor boy. And I didn't believe... No, oh, shame on me. <laughs> you heard what he said, Molly. I fractured my humerus. I'll never be funny again. <laughs> And here are the King's Men and Singing Down the Road. There's nothing like the morning feeling fresh as a Jew when you're going where there's taters to behold. The cows are in the meadow and they give me the mood I go My humorous. Now, now, take it easy, dearie. The doctor will be back in a minute. Oh, my gosh. He's had time to walk to Mexico City by this time. He's only been gone four minutes. Can I get you anything, dearie? Yes. I'm hungry. Well, I'll see if Beulah will make you some nice beef broth. What's nice about beef broth? Tell her to fry me an egg sandwich and open me a bottle of root beer. I'll see what she has. Oh, Beulah! Beulah! Who's that bellin' for Beulah? <laughs> 
Oh. Well, for goodness sake, Miss McGee, is you sick again? Yes, he is. <laughs> Very sick. He's got a lot of broken bones. Don't jar the Davenport, Beulah. I'll come apart like a jigsaw puzzle. Oh, you poor man. Did Dr. Gamble give you a high poster? No, he didn't, Beulah. What makes you think he needs one? And I'm just going by what people been saying, man. I tell them about how sick Miss McGee always get around house cleaning time, and they say somebody ought to give that little Conrad a hypo. What do they mean? I'm a hypochondriac? You can't laugh off two busted ribs, a fractured humor and a dislocated vertigo. Can you, can you whip up some strong tea in a thin sandwich, Beulah? We've got to keep your strength up, you know. Yes, ma'am. Glad to do anything I can, ma'am. I could even carry him upstairs to bed if the doctor deem it necessary. If he what? If he deem it necessary. Deem, that means consider, sir. <laughs> well, uh, Beulah, uh, deem the fact that he's hungry and make him some tea or some soup, will you please? Yeah. I think there's a few cold frankfurters in the refrigerator, too, Beulah. <laughs> I'll have those with some mustard. Frankfurters? There ain't no diet for a sick man, Miss McGee. I should say not. Ah, oh, diet my clavicle. I can't get up and get those frankfurters myself, can I? Well, it ain't recommended, sir. Well, then if I can't go to the dogs, you'll have to bring the dogs to me. <laughs> now, if you can't go to the dogs, you've got to bring the dogs to me. <laughs> Love that poor sick man. <laughs> I don't know what diet has got to do with busted bones. You've got to have lots of calcium, dearie. That's one reason. Calcium? That stuff they plant walls, they paint walls with? No, sweetheart. That's, that's calcimine. I thought calcimine was a kind of a gold-colored horse. You're thinking of a palomino. I am not no such a thing. A palomino is a show where they do funny stuff without talking. No, no, that's a pantomime. Ah, uh, pantomimes are baggy pants, knocker bickers. <laughs> is knickerbockers and they're called pantaloons. Well, then what in... Oh, thank goodness we never would have gotten out of that one. Come in. Did you get the stuff, Doc? How long will I be strapped up? I don't know. Sit up. Oh, I don't know if I can. Well, try, dearie. The doctor knows best. Sit up, you little faker. Want to make a brief examination? Well, okay, but you... Quiet. Now then. You hurt here? No, but I... Here? No, but... Hurt here? A little bit. Clap your hands over your head. Did that hurt? Should it have? Did it! <laughs> well, no, but you... Touch your toes with your fingers. This I shall have to see. <laughs> I can't quite reach, Doc, but... Hey, what's this all about, anyway? It's all about nothing. I took another look at those x-rays while I was at the drugstore. Those are x-rays of somebody else that what? sent you the wrong ones. Oh, my gosh. You mean I, there isn't anything? I'm uh, too... But how about the ones they took of him, Doctor? Yeah. I called the x-ray laboratory, and his x-rays show nothing wrong. Get up, McGee. You're as healthy as you've ever been in your life. Oh. Which still leaves the medical profession a ray of hope. Oh, thank <laughs> Oh, McGee, I'm so glad. And you're glad? My gosh, now I can go bowling with Wilcox. Where's my bowling shoes? Get my bowling ball. Where's my hat? McGee, McGee, look out from the vacuum cleaner. Stumble, bum. Did you hurt yourself, McGee? <laughs> no, I don't think I... Oh, ouch. I have a stitch in my side. Where? Right here. Here? Take a deep breath. Ow! What is it, Doctor? Oh, this is where I came in. Back on the Davenport, McGee. Huh? 
You just broke a rib. likes to do jobs that aren't necessary, least of all now when everybody has to do his or her war work. And yet, we have to take even better care of our things than we did before. What's the answer? Well, as far as your kitchen and other linoleum floors are concerned, it's Johnson's Glow Coat. Glow Coat does save you unnecessary work, and it does preserve your linoleum. Its regular use makes linoleum surfaces last six to ten times longer. Can you ask more than that with work saving in the bargain? Glow Coat is self-polishing and needs no rubbing or buffing. Its application is the simplest thing in the world. You just apply and let dry. Come back in 20 minutes to find your floors shining with beauty. Colors as fresh as when you first picked out the pattern in your dealer's showroom. Also, if you have floors of asphalt or rubber tile, Johnson's Glow Coat is the polish you should use. Okay, buddy. Now, if you will hold your breath, this is the last picture. <laughs> Shoot, bud. Uh, good. Now you can get dressed again. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Gee, Molly, I feel silly about this. I hardly know what to say. Well, while you have that gown on, there's something appropriate you might say. Huh? Oh, good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.